Hello, podcast listeners. We're back in the bucket. This is Courtney Lucas. I'm going to be one of your hosts. Sitting next to me is... Lamont Henson. Hey, Lamont. How's it going, Courtney? It's going well. I'm happy that um, we're here in the bucket with two of our guys who work in buckets. Um, I think today's show is going to be a really good show. Yeah. Showing a little appreciation for the guys who keep the power on. Yeah. And it's fitting because this month we celebrate two times a uh, line workers appreciation. That's so right. we have two of our best in the bucket with us. Um, we have Ben and we have Ricky. Okay. So let's get to meet them. Let's, yeah. let's introduce them to our, our listeners right. before we uh, dive into today's subject. But Absolutely. again, um, we did celebrate line workers appreciation on the 12th and the 18th. So right. thank you guys right. for um, keeping my lights on, keeping our customers, you know, watching netflix that's all they seem to care about sometimes so you know, we, we we literally pulled these guys from a job like th that's how dedicated they they are and i appreciate you guys making the time to be here uh as courtney mentioned this month you have a uh, nc line worker appreciation as well as national line worker appreciation uh ben rayner ricky cyrus thank you guys for joining us if you would uh, start us off by giving us your title uh kind of what you do how long you've been with pwc uh, let's start with you, Ricky. All right. I'm Ricky Cyrus. I'm currently a line worker second class. I came to PwC in July of 2008 um, and been doing it ever since. Okay. Okay. Seasoned pro. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Um, I come to PwC about a year and a month ago. I come over from the contract world. I spent about 12 years in contract world. It's not a bad life, but I kind of wanted something a little more stable, a little bit more of a family-friendly job, right? something with a little stability, but altogether about 12, 13 years in the field, and I'm currently a power line crew leader. Okay, okay. So tell us about that. I mean, uh, Courtney, you said you're a second-class lineman. What, is, what does that mean? How many different classes are there? PwC follows what most places follow, and that's um, classification alignment. Uh, you come in as either a ground worker or ground worker apprentice. As your skill set evolves and as time rolls on, you go to line worker third class. Then you have second class, first class, um, journeyman lineman, and then that's when you'll move on the crew leader after that. Mm. So that means that, uh, Ben, you are a journeyman not a certified journeyman uh certified journeyman like more or less i look at it as like the union base they go from uh they have what they call the apprenticeship they start them out at a just like here ground worker move them up first through seventh then a journeyman okay and then to crew leader but we but, do have some journeymen on staff right oh uh, yes, yes. okay yeah. cool cool um, so why did y'all decide to become line workers? Um, well, I started in 08. I was a residential electrician for about six years. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of 07, 08 is when the market crashed and we kind of went into recession. I had a lot of friends that worked out here. And this is just a continuation of what I was doing, just on a much massive level. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a career I've always found fascinating because, you know, it, not everybody can do it. Not everybody can do the things we do or want to do the things that they do. They just appreciate when the power's on. And um, so I just, I felt like it was a, a next level for me to go to. Right. Um, 
I started, uh, I had plans after high school of going into BLET, but my mom got sick and she was out of work. So I was still living at home. My parents, you know, need to bring some more income to the house. I got opportunity to go to work with uh, Asplund Tree Company. Worked around there. There was some guys with uh, Lee Electric that were parking in the same substation as us. I got to talking to them guys one day, and they were talking about how much money they made. <laughs> and I was like, wow, there's no way. And I don't know. I started looking into uh, getting on with a uh, contractor, powerline contractor. And luckily, um, I had just got a guy hired with Asplund, whose brother worked with Lee. They wound up losing their contract with Progress, and it was which is Duke. It was Progress at the time. They tr they went over to uh, Moztech, and there was a guy that didn't go with them, so that left a spot for me. He got me on at Moztech and started making the money and never looked back. <laughs> and all those names you've mentioned, we've seen those trucks around town. Um, we contract with them, and we work with them on a daily basis. Um, you know, I know when I'm driving around town, my little boy knows that I work at PwC, but he thinks a bucket truck is a bucket truck. So we'll pass a Moztech truck, for example, and say, Mommy, there's your work. Yeah. Not quite, but okay. <laughs> Now, now, like you mentioned, everybody just wants the power on, and uh, you guys are doing a great job at that. So what are you doing day-to-day, -to, -day, uh, to I guess, to maintain or prep? or What's a day like in the life of a line worker? Well, here at PwC, it's a little different than contractors because we are local. We all live here, so we feel it's our responsibility to make this the best possible situation to supply power that we can. So um, day to day, we are constantly, we have engineers out in the field looking for things that need to be updated, poles that are getting up there in age and need to be changed out, transformers that might be leaking that customers haven't even noticed yet. So we do the best we can to maintain the excellence of the system, as well as some new installation when we have businesses coming in or new housing developments. You know, we try to hurry in there and get it, you know, just as fast as we can so that way everybody kind of keeps moving along with the flow because without electricity, no one else goes anywhere. Mm. Basically just like a car, a lot of preventative maintenance. Right. Yeah. So um, you mentioned that you just left a job site. What were you working on today? Well, actually installing a fiberglass street light pole, lighting up a big section of a parking lot or actually a field and a section of a parking lot at a church. So can you tell our listeners what goes into that? There are a couple of trucks involved. You're loaded down with equipment. You have different. Whenever I talk about our linemen, I talk about a ballet. And I know some of our linemen kind of bristle at that because it's so girly, they think. Um, but I've seen you all do your work. So can you kind of explain what goes into putting that fiberglass streetlight into a parking lot? Start out by digging a hole. Make sure locates are good. Make sure there's no underground utilities. And if there is, we'll, instead of using a truck to dig the hole, we'll break out the hole diggers and spade and dig with caution. And with a 35-foot pole, it'll be five and a half foot deep. Have to dig a hole wide, with a wide enough uh, diameter or circumference to set the pole in there. But before the pole set, we'll run the wire, which will connect to the light run through the fiberglass pole through a little trench over to a uh, secondary junction box that will energize the wire through the pole back up to the light. But 
Uh, mainly with a pole like that, we normally try to look at an area if we can't set all the trucks up or it really just need one truck, do everything to the pole on the ground, stand it up with our uh, line truck or our digger derrick. So that's um, what you're doing today, but can we like quickly talk about a power outage if that's okay? Sure. Um, if, like a car accident, for example. What happens when, when a car accident causes an outage? Well, we have them quite often in Fayetteville, as you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I picked that one specifically. Um, depending on what you have in a situation, um, some poles are a little easier than others, but a lot of times when a car hits a pole, if it doesn't take the line down, the lines become extremely dangerous hot. So we will have to kill lines. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people might not quite understand why we're cutting power off to try to restore power. But um, when you have 7,200 volts, eight foot off the ground, and anybody can walk by and just about touch it. It creates a you know very dangerous situation. So a lot of times your first crew out there, if it's after hours, will assess the situation, safen it up the best of their abilities, all at the same time calling dispatch. Dispatch is routing other crews that are on call in here. Depending on the size of the pole is the amount of people you might end up having. I've had some poles where I've had to call the entire call out in because wow. it's hit a pole on one side of the road that just happened to be connected to the other side of the road and took both poles out. Gotcha. So, um, and then opposite of poles is, you know, we had this weekend a PJE, which is the power supply underground get ran over. And when those get ran over, then you have to call in digging crews in and other people and start replacing that. So it depends on what hit what as to how long it could take. But um, the first priority is safety of the situation for our first responders out there. Yeah. And then um, assess and then repair and restore. You just set up two things perfectly. <laughs> One is the safety aspect because we do um, observe work zone safety um, this month. It's a national uh, week that we we really push. Um, so when our guys are out and about, please be careful when you're driving because they're out there doing a job um, for you, our customers, and they want to go home to their families. So just please, you know, be mindful when you see the orange cones and the, the orange diamond signs they are out there working. Um, and then you mentioned underground. So let's talk about the difference between overhead and underground utilities. Okay. Um, for me, the difference is overhead is visible. You see it, you know, what's wrong most of the time when you pull up to a, a location, um, underground becomes a lot more trickier because you don't see anything. You see the endpoints, but you don't see everything that's in the ground. Mm. And um, we rely heavily on our mapping systems from engineering um, to help us locate, you know, where those cables are going and where they're terminating at. Um, when you don't, when all you see is the endpoints, it's very easily to, you know, mix up cables, cross phases, and create even more, you know, not only safety problems, but you know, a bigger outage. So underground is a little bit trickier to work on um, because of the fact you don't see it overhead. You know, it might not look the best in some areas, but in yeah. a lot of cases, it's the easiest to get on and the fastest to get on. And when you say the endpoint, you're talking about what? Um, transformer, a PJE. Um, you know, a lot of people have transformers right in front of their yards. So the green box mm -hmm. that we see in our front yards. Right. Okay. And then, um, you know, those right there, a lot of people sit on them and they don't realize they're 7,200 
14,400 volts sitting right underneath them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And any given point in time, those could fall. So please stop sitting on them. Please stop sitting on them. And you'll notice there are stickers that yes, advise people um, not it, to sit on them. It used to be base for a lot of kids and tag. I know it was when I was I mean, I'm guilty of that. I remember playing around Transformers when I was little, not knowing what they were. So, yeah. Um, and I'm sure you guys see some interesting things around those Transformers because we were out in the field not too long ago doing a, a TV segment and saw some of the, the planting and shrubbery and snakes. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, thank you. We opened up one last week and I lift the lid up and there laid a snake probably about two and a half foot long. So as the crew leader, who do you assign to kick that thing away? <laughs> I just leave it to them. <laughs> Y'all work it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> it won't be me. But back to the hit, the uh, the hit poles and stuff, the public don't realize, you know, I'm one of those ones, I want to go see what's going on if there's something going on in the neighborhood. But the more people that want to swarm the area, the harder our job is. Yeah. It creates more of a hazard. We want everybody's lights on just as bad as they want them on. And a lot of our, um, you know, we're a hometown utility. So a lot of our employees live here in this city. So when the lights go off, sometimes our employees are affected. Linemen are affected. Their, you know, wives and children are at home in the dark. So we, we are trying as hard as we can, as quickly as we can, as safely as we can to restore power. Um, that's a, that's definitely a, a priority for our guys. How do, how do things differ when it's like a storm situation? And when June gets here, it's going to be hurricane season. Uh, how are things uh, any different or is preparation any different whenever you're preparing for emergency or storm situations? Here we, um, thankfully, hurricane season, we always prep ahead of time anyway because mm. we do get hit by them so often. So you'll notice an increase in uh, line clearances, people, you know, and here we hire in contractors and our guys, you know, trimming trees back, trying to, you know, get everything away from the lines that could fall on the lines. Um, our yard is does a wonderful job of making sure we have all the materials we wouldn't need in the event of storm. And I've been here to where we've actually had enough materials to be able to help our other communities out in partnership and get them the things they need as quickly as possible as well. So um, there's a lot of preparation that goes in. Obviously, while the storm's hitting, it's about doing the best we can to try to maintain the major infrastructure and integrity of the system because, you know, it's going to be impossible to keep up with the storm while it's raging. Right. Um, as soon as the storm, you know, dies out, moves on, um, just about everybody at PwC from office people, engineering, you know, everybody kind of pairs off and you'll have a bunch of people out trying to, you know, assess situations figure out where things are tore down at and, and we rely on the public, you know, to help out there too with phone calls. If I got lines down over here, or this is going on. Uh, and then we will start by bringing the main feeders up first um, to get as many people on as fast as we can and trickle down from there. Obviously we take top priority on hospitals, emergency management, things like that, that have to continue to work. I'm glad you mentioned um, helping out other communities and mutual aid. That's what that's called, mutual aid. And I can remember, I don't know, maybe five years ago now, um, Ocracoke. Do you remember when the power went out um, and we had to send cable up to the Bonner Bridge area? Yes. That was really cool, I think, that, you know, we're down here in Fayetteville and we had our guys, you know, sending lines, cable up north um, to the Outer Banks to help get their power back on. Well, so, wasn't a cable hit. 
by the bridge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we're not alone and other communities, other public power communities aren't alone. So while, you know, day to day it's PWC working out there, um, during a storm, like you said, Ricky, we, we're, we have backup when needed. Yes, ma'am. We all, it's, it's a big family. It really is. Love that. So whenever you guys have to deal with like people who brought out their generators, how does that, uh, I don't know, put you in jeopardy. I don't think people really realize how dangerous those situations can be. It creates a hazard. I mean, the main thing with that, like we have to uh, rely on doing what's right and us taking the proper steps to ensure the safety, especially as me as a crew leader. I want to see all those guys go home at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I want to see us all go home the same way we came, just maybe a little bit more tired. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like, will take and go and pull a meter, pull their meter, because you stop and think about it, a transformer, of course, power is coming into the top side, going out the low side or the secondary side, that thing will work backwards as well as forward. And I've actually encountered, there's been several times walking up on the lines laying on the ground that were energized from generators. I've seen it multiple times. There's been, like, unfortunately, it's one of those things that was uh or written in blood one of those written rules in blood mm -hmm. you know there's been some uh people lose their lives on account of back feed so just make sure they have a had the generator installed properly and our guys in the field we need to do our job and go pull the meters you know to ensure everybody's safety we have a really great video on our YouTube channel that I encourage everybody to go watch on generator safety. Um, we spoke with someone who's in the business and explained um, like the proper installation and why it's important to do so, so that line workers are safe. Right. So if someone was interested in, in getting into line work, what kind of advice would you would you share? I would tell them to look into it. If they don't know anybody firsthand that's in the field to maybe take them under their wing look into going to the school. I know they offer, or they got a real good program here in Fayetteville. Um, I've seen some pretty good help come out of that school. I've worked with some from other schools, uh, Northwest Lyman College up in Idaho. I actually had the privilege to work with two of probably the best groundmen I've ever seen, but my advice to them, regardless of which route they take of getting in, keep an open mind. That is the main thing. Mm and keep keep your mouth shut like, and don't mean that in a bad <laughs> not way, in a bad way but, yeah you know, listen learn yeah i mean because you got some they think they know it they know it all and you can't tell them anything they've got the there's a lot of questions that can be answered by observation mm. you know then if you can't figure it out then go ask but main things just keep an open mind yeah and <laughs> If they ever encounter anybody that thinks they know it all and they can't be told anything, they might need to step away from them. That's uh, that might be the dangerous guy. Mm -hmm. and, and before I get your advice, Ricky, what Ben was referring to is the line worker program, the line worker groundsman training course at Fayetteville Tech Community College. Uh, I think the program is less than two years old. There have been a few graduating classes. We've even had some of the graduates come and join Fayetteville PWC. Uh, you can go on Fayetteville Tech's website to get information on when the next course will be coming up. But I believe the course is about eight to 12 weeks uh, and it gets you prepared. It gives you, it get, you get some practical 
uh, training and experience in order to be prepared to go into line work. And, you know, we often hear, you know, college isn't for everyone. And that's a true statement. College isn't for everyone. Um, but line work is a career that's never going to go away. That's right. Um, you will always have a job if you're a line worker. Um, so if you don't want to go to, you know, Methodist for four years or whatever, mm -hmm. check out FTTC because there's going to be something there for you um, or, or that may fit you. And you can come out with a really great career. I agree. So one thing I want to talk about um, since it is springtime is um, Ricky kind of touched on it transformers and planting around those transformers i understand you all require or request 339 is that the the thing you want well not not that one oh. um the um no shrubs what's the clearance that you all want around those transformers it, it's 339 um you want three foot on your sides and back obviously in case it has to be replaced nine foot in the front because sometimes we have to work it with um those our shotgun sticks yeah. yeah and things like that and they're they're eight foot long mm -hmm. um so we need to, you know distance to do that the reason being is you don't want to be up close and personal you know with uh 7200 volts you know you'd rather be on the end of a stick sure. especially if you're not quite sure what's happened sure um touching a little bit back on you know some of the other things that um y'all had mentioned before too is this work is very dangerous um coming in with an attitude that you know it is probably one of the most dangerous things you can do mm -hmm. and um we have a great program at ftcc but it's just an introduction mm -hmm. and and so you know it's very important and vital to remember that always and to you know as far as around the transformers i've had fences put in around transformers there's a chain link fence that's only six inches off the front of a transformer. We couldn't even wow. open it to help if we had to. Mm. Um, so always be mindful that those transformers might look a little ugly in the yard, mm -hmm. but you know that's what's keeping your lights on, and we need to have access to those things. We need to have access, um, and then we also have our program where, and you mentioned it before, our tree trimmers. Um, that's a kind of a another part of the line department um and we recently introduced uh phone calls we will call our customers in advance when the tree trimmers are going to be in their area so they aren't caught off guard but it is important that we do cut back those trees because as you all stated we're going into storm season and we don't want those limbs falling on those lines which can take your power out yes man we also have a clearance on aerial just the same mm -hmm. as we do you know on transformers on the ground we have aerial clearances that we do have to maintain and that has upset some people yeah but um you know the understanding that it's for the greater good mm -hmm. and pwc is very environmental friendly and um anything we do cut down we are maintaining that much more and planting and furthering you know the environment as well definitely we have a whole environmental department we have an arborist on staff we do care about the, in, the environment and you know April is also Earth Day. So yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that yesterday. So, yeah, a lot going on. A lot going on. So, yes, we, we celebrated Earth Day as a utility because um, we do care about the environment for sure. Yeah. And regardless of where they're planting the trees and shrubs, if, be mindful of what's in the ground. I think I said 411 a while ago. They mm -hmm. might need to call 811. 811. <laughs> <laughs> NC 811. They're a uh, locator service that can come out and, you know, let you know where the utilities are in your on your property and and spray it and mark it out just give them uh, i think it's about three days before you plan on digging just give them some time so they can actually get out there to you 
totally free service. Free and service. they're going to mark uh, cable, sewer, mm -hmm. water, electric. Lines. Yeah, they'll do it all. all so it. definitely give them a call. Um, thank you, Ben, for mentioning Thanks, that for man. sure. Last thing, what is the most enjoyable part of the job? To me, the most rewarding part is seeing some of the guys that's come up under me, um, seeing them succeed, teaching them, training them, oh, seeing them, training them, and watching them progress and, you know, take this career and go to the fullest. I mean, I've had the opportunity to work with some great people here, not only here, but especially at the contractors. We actually a few of us come over at the same time mm -hmm. and i'm gonna tell you they're pretty jam up linemen and i had the opportunity to train them from day one wow what about you ricky um rewarding for me obviously is um number one the camaraderie of our crews our men down here we kind of are like brothers we'll pick and play and <laughs> you know toss a little bit around each other but at the same time you know we got each other's backs and dealing with our public because we are here we live here you know my kid plays here and it's rewarding especially when you know you're helping out the people you are helping out is in your community and um, when i was on the service truck for a while it was very rewarding to be able to answer some of those questions people had concerns mm -hmm. you know because because we are a line of defense for not only management here but just for the community in general they recognize the trucks they recognize the uniforms and, you know, we need, it just is rewarding to know that we are representing something bigger than ourselves. People love y'all. And putting a smile on the kids' faces after closing a switch. You know, when they've been <laughs> out of power for a week, they ain't had no power, can't watch no cartoons, uh -huh. throw a switch in and see their eyes light up and the smiles on their face. That's very, it's heartwarming. Oh, I like that a lot. Good stuff. Hey, we, we appreciate you guys making time to be here and speak with us, but we appreciate what you do on a day-to-day -day in your career. Absolutely. Uh, we also live here, and we benefit from what you guys do as well. So great job. Hats off. What Our outage management system. Yes. Let's, let's chit-chat about that real quick before we let Ricky and Ben go. I know they're ready to get out of here. They're tired of these mics, I'm sure. Um, but that does play a, a role in line work. Can you talk about that a little bit? So OMS is the uh, latest thing that just launched with the electric outage map and uh, the notifications giving customers an opportunity to be notified whenever there's an outage in their area. How does that uh, been helpful for, for what you guys are doing or how's the system change? It's helpful to an extent because just like the other night, we're able to determine that we have a little bit larger issue then, you know, when a customer it used to be a customer would call in, we'd have just one person call in. And so we would treat it as a small outage mm -hmm. and realize then later it was something bigger. And that takes time to get more people out there. So with our system, we're able to determine if we have several customers off and affecting one thing. And that helps us determine what we need to initially send out there. So that speeds up repairs. It also gives people that are away from home, you know, an advantage because sometimes if you leave the house for a weekend and your house goes without power, you come back Monday. If we don't have OMS, we wouldn't know. And you would have everything spoiled in your yeah. refrigerator, you know, and everything would just be a mess for you mm -hmm. with OMS. We actually get a heads up that, Hey, this house is having an issue. 
And especially during the daytime, we'll send a service truck by mm-hmm. to see what's going on. So it's, it's another way we protect the community and try to help the community the best we can. And customers can sign up for that, that notification, right, Lamont? And that's yeah. a free service as well. So if you are on the online account manager, uh, you can go to customer enrollments and there's an opportunity for you to sign up for the notifications via text or email. Uh, you can also opt out. And there is a tab at the top of our website. If you you log on to FAYPWC.com, you'll see a tab at the very top that says electric outage match. That's where we will refer you whenever there is an outage. Uh, You can kind of see it's got tons of information. There's also a uh, instructional video to kind of give you a layout of how to maneuver through the map. I appreciate our line workers. Absolutely. That's why they got two days in the same month. <laughs> They're just that great. <laughs> we appreciate the appreciation. <laughs> well, uh, thank y'all so much for joining us for this episode um, of yo, PWC Connections, the podcast. We'll get you out of this bucket so you guys can get back to the real buckets. From one bucket to another, right? That's right. Well, thank y'all for having us. Yes, no problem. It. You'll come back again? Sure. Anytime. That's All what right. I said. That's been an episode. Continue to listen to PWC Connections, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, F-A-Y-P-W-C. That's for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.